Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I, you can hear the delight in my voice because I've got my imaginary peeps on the podcast. Um, these amazing women have agreed to talk with me about their imagination, or sorry, their Imaginarium workshop experiences, um, so that you experience less shiny sales page influencer bullshit nonsense with very, you know, with, you know, the graphics and the like, do it, keyword buzzword, wow, um, and more of the energy that I have a knack for creating with willing participants, and I want you to experience the energy far more than any amazing points that they may make or that I may have. Um, you will hear my deep love for these women and I will probably cry at some point. You've been warned, uh, but I'm going to try and stay in that place of letting them share their experiences and just being glad to know them. So as you, the listener, listen, um, I want you to listen to hear yourself in these women. There is a 0% chance that you do not exist inside of these women and their experiences. And I want you to listen for that. Listen for the me too's and why they came to play, what they managed to change. And in lots of cases, the needs that they had met that they didn't even know existed until they were fulfilled by the Imaginarium. So really let yourself sink into them, into this com camaraderie. There's a 0% chance that I could fake it and I don't have enough money to pay them to act this well. It, we would be in the Academy Award winning range. So like, I just don't have the millions to spend on a podcast, guys. <laughs> and if at any point you're like, fine, KK, I'll just have to come to Dublin and be in your fucking Imaginarium workshop, which is generally how people acquiesce to it. Um, it's at kristenkelp.com slash imaginarium. You can book a call to talk with me about it. You can make a deposit or you can just straight up book your seat. I'm happy for either option. And I will remind you again at the end. But for now, you get to meet the crew. Welcome to Christy, Laura, Nicole, Kelsey, and Carrie Lee. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for being here today. And if you can unmute, please feel free to. And if you're in like a a kid zone or a construction zone, then please don't. Um, but I'm excited for everyone to hear from you. So I thought about where to start. Oh, this is going to be teary. Fuck. Why? Okay. No, we're approving of emotions. Okay. So I'm with you on that first night in Philly. And this is my first live workshop since pandemic started. And getting this experience into the world required a lot of effort and then there was this, like, you all arrive, you've traveled, you've paid thousands of dollars to be in this place. And what you're met with is like a book exchange and a room full of strangers, which has to be strange. Like there's a decision to make, like, am I going to trust? Are we really going to do this? And I've never experienced anything like it. There was this, fuck. there was a moment when I could feel all of you just kind of energetically holding hands and going, okay, we're going to jump. And you all jumped. 
Um, will you tell me what that was like for you? And will you just introduce yourself with your name when you unmute yourself and talk about, I want to talk about that. Um, there was straight, you were strangers and then you weren't. And what does that take? And what was that like? What do you recall from that first night in Philly? Carrie's talking, but we can't hear her because she's muted. Carrie, I love you, but I can't hear you because you're muted. Ah, sorry. Beginning again. I'm using my, <laughs> using my phone for the first time to do this since my laptop died. So, um, so this is Carrie. And ironically, I'm going first to say that I was so glad I didn't go first that night in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we have, um, I have always suspected and we have since confirmed that I am in fact a cat. And I didn't know, you know, as you spoke to, if, if I could trust these people that I just showed up in a room with. And so whoever went first, I don't remember if it was Laura or Christy. I remember Kelsey was after me, but there was at least two or three of you before me. And it was like, oh, good. They're just jumping right in with the real stuff that's happening for them. Oh, thank God. I can be like a person here mm. um, or a person cat, whichever. <laughs> Hybrid. <laughs> Beautiful. Anybody else? Well, this, this is, is Christy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Christy. Um, I will fess up something I have not fessed up before, which is that I completely blew the homework you gave us beforehand, which was to get a fucking book that was one of our favorite books to share. <laughs> and, and I found my way to Philly and I'm like, ah! I failed already, but I got myself to a bookstore and I got a copy of my favorite book and I showed up and I thought it really doesn't matter. What matters is being right here and that um, whether I failed, quote unquote, the homework assignment in advance um, really didn't mean anything. Um, and I felt extremely well held and safe within the group. And that's why I didn't mind going as, as one of the first people to share because I felt like I had found um, instant kindred spirits. Mm, beautiful, thank you. Hi, this is Laura. I think for me, what I noticed or felt um, immediately was a complete lack of judgment. And I, I just, I was able to get out of my brain for once for a little bit in the space that we had and get to just share what was in my heart and what I had been feeling and not really have to worry about being judged. And that has definitely been something that we've carried on, you know, through that and, um, you know, you people talk a lot about vulnerability and the, I don't know, it's almost a little bit of a cliche, but there really was the sense that uh, we could just be who we are and, you know, talk really openly about what was going on um, in our lives and people weren't going to make fun of us. <laughs> you know, it just, that was, it was just so, and I don't, it was not even anything that was spoken. It was just a kind of unspoken agreement to not judge at all. And I think we laughed a lot, even at the very beginning. I think that that laughter um, was bonding too, without even the like, I'm just going to spill my guts in the first 10 minutes of knowing you um, kind of thing. Mm. Often we say like our cheeks hurt after we've spent time together mm. from grinning so much even right now as laura was talking um one of us so we we you all can't see us but you can hear us we can see each other right now and one of us has a cat that has just been traipsing back and forth 
<laughs> I'm watching us all like holding back our laughs and smiles while Laura's trying to say this very serious thing about <laughs> how we don't judge each other. <laughs> that that would be my cat. Uh, I, this is Kelsey. I'll just go next. Um, my cat really likes the energy of our calls. So she always shows up and wants to be a part of it. And I would say that I'm going to even go, I'm going to take you back before I even got to the Imaginarium in Philly when I was on the fence about whether or not to participate. And I had a one-on-one -on -one call with Kristen. And in the past, I had worked with her and other like smaller workshops from home and um, did the breathwork sessions with her. There's just an intimacy to how you know, she shows up into whatever space I am in at the moment um, and just being able to locate where I am. And of course, we all have something that's weighing on our mind at any given moment. And in that moment, what was weighing on my mind um, was the kind of the tipping point for me to go, okay, you know what? I really would like a space to kind of dive into this. I didn't really know what to expect, but I also knew that based on how Kristen had showed up for me um, in the past, just even without directly knowing that she was affecting me, but just how she shows up is so intimate that I thought anybody who shows up for this workshop is going to have the same kind of um, level of trust and like willingness to be vulnerable and really do the work. And so I thought, well, if, if I'm showing up into a space with women like that, I feel like it's okay to just start. So I did. Beautiful. Uh, this is Nicole. Um, and I just want to say ditto for everything Kelsey said. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like I had a little bit of a advantage isn't the right word, but I first met Kristen, I did steer your ship in like 2016. Um, ish. Yeah. That's when my life fell apart in 2016. I like met you in person and I knew like how well you held me during that time when my whole life was falling apart and everything felt crumbly and how I felt so supported by that group of people. So I kind of knew what type of people you tend to gather. You're like a magnet for the people who I need, like the, the those kinds of people. So even though I didn't really know these other four women that first night in Philly, uh, there was kind of this feeling of like, well, fuck it. We're going to take the plunge and we're going to all do it together because I know that we're not going to do the small talk bullshit that we all hate. And I just like assume that everybody who is in your group really hates that small talk bullshit and is going to go super, super deep. And that like, all right, but if one of us is going to do it, we're all going to do it. And there's like a safety in we're all fucking going there. Okay. And that's what it felt like to me. Mm. Yeah. It's less scary to go skinny dipping if everybody's going skinny dipping. I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so I would just love to hear, um, spoiler alert, I'm probably going to remember 0% of these. Um, that's what COVID has done to my brain. So I would love to hear, about a standout moment from the Imaginarium for you, um, from Philly, a moment of shifting, a moment of seeing, um, doesn't have to be big, just something that like caused a shift. And I'm curious to see what you remember and what you frame from more than a year on. I can go, this is Lara. Mm -hmm. Um, we were all sitting around the table, we were doing art <clears throat> and we had just, I think, finished the activity uh, where we were drawing out on the big piece of paper, like the major pieces of our lives 
right? And I was talking through the the particular emotional situation that I was in, and I made an offhand comment, um, which was, well, really, I don't want either one of them. And everybody, all of you guys just like erupted in like support and laughter and like, oh, there it is, you know, and it was just so cool because, you know, we had these times where it was like hot seats and like, okay, we're going to dive in and then, or maybe it was breath work or whatever, but it was really that sort of um, informal moment that created a shift of awareness. So, and I don't think that you can get there without um, like, without love. And I don't think you get there without having like openness and friendship um, because it wasn't like a, I'm, this is a coach and I'm going to coach you right now kind of scenario. It was a, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing the activities that are going to result in the things that will make your life different. Um, it was not like that at all. It was, we were, we were, we were doing art and we were like just bullshitting. And then it was just like a total like boom kind of thing that, um, I can picture exactly how I felt in that moment. And I think it was, again, the friendship. And it was just because we had done, we, because we were all willing to be open, um, I just felt so supported. Um, but then it was also, it was light at the same time. It was light at the same time. So that was, that's one that stands out for me. Beautiful. This is Kelsey. Laura, that was a spot on impression of when Kristen does impressions of other coaches who are out of touch. Um, <laughs> My deep masculine Tony Robbins voice. Very masculine. Uh, <laughs> like just, it, it, it's like a very one-sided masculine uh, mm -hmm. approach. Anyway, it was perfect impression of an impression. If you give me $300,000, I'll tell you more about it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to have that lying around you know on a table no I uh, <laughs> I don't like when I think about my response to this question a feeling comes to mind rather than a specific thing that we did and it's I've never felt so seen like there were there were moments many moments um, but I remember the first time like really re recognizing like I am being seen I don't have to try to be seen I don't have to come to from this place of lack um where it's like can I ask for the bare minimum uh just so that I can function like can I ask for the bare minimum of being seen fully being seen fully being seen by five women um the person facilitating the workshop and the other women who were there um and that is how I knew that I had unlocked something really valuable um, because most people don't genuinely feel seen and held in spaces where I, I reacted all sorts of ways. I mean, I certainly cried my eyes out in some of those moments. Um, sometimes the, the weirdest parts of me came out and were accepted. Uh, being on the rooftop and shouting like, shouting things about what I what my pussy wanted staring um, <laughs> it on a rooftop in Philadelphia like that was a moment where it's like I'm feeling seen all everybody else on this rooftop is going yes you can have that why not and <laughs> um I just never felt brave enough to actually declare anything or to let myself be seen um until the Imaginarium um so I I mean there's no there's I there are no words for the value that that added <laughs> to my life to know what it's like to be seen and to know that I can't go back. I have to be seen now. I have to take up space. Mm, that's the rub. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no going backwards. Yeah. Um, this is Carrie and just sort of piggybacking off of that. I think one of the big things that we have all collectively started on learning together is is exactly that about like seeing each other and being seen and feeling safe being seen because I think that was a huge part of it for me and I I I sort of I keep cycling through all these different memories that I have of that weekend and that's exactly what it comes down to is like 
sharing something that was really hurtful and having somebody say, you know, that was really hurtful. It's okay to feel hurt and be like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and and those sorts of moments were just, and some of them did come with crying and some of them did come with anger and some of them did come with just sounds that you don't even know necessarily what's attached to them, but they're moving through you and they move until they're done moving. Yeah. This is Christy. Um, I I actually don't remember this as a specific moment, as in you know where where I was, what we were doing. But I remember a shift specifically. Um, and I I am somebody who has been accustomed for decades to holding space for other people um, as a coach and as a counselor. And I had uh, I at that time had just moved out of an extremely rural frontier community where I was one of the only healthcare providers. And so I was not a bit accustomed to feeling like it was safe for me to be able to, to share. Um, I mean, authentic, yes, but to actually like be able to put my shit on the table and be seen in, in those ways, that's a, that's a different thing. Um, and I felt in many ways like a lone wolf. Um, and I didn't realize, I think, how much I missed having companionship of my own kind. And so there was a point within the weekend where I just kind of felt part of myself melt in the best possible way. And it was kind of like a melting into the, oh, I don't have to hold myself in these ways. Like, it's totally okay to be vulnerable, to share whatever I want to share, um, and to be entirely truthful. And that is one of the things that really, really shocked me um, in the Imaginarium and then um, afterwards in our mistress groups was I realized um, I had found the companionship of, of sisters and I was somebody who thought that um, honestly, friendships with women could be some of the most brutal because of past experiences that I've had. So that was kind of a big fucking leap. And, um, and I realized like, there is actually nothing that I can think of that I would withhold. There is nothing I would lie about. There's nothing I would, you know, hold back because there is that level of safety. So that was massive. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, this is Nicole. My uh, most memorable moment is actually watching Kelsey stand on the rooftop and bellowing, my pussy once, fill in the blank. <laughs> and because like I, I grew up in the middle of the Midwest and I have everything that fits that stereotype. I am all of the like polite, nice girl, um, uh, people, so much people pleasing. And I was sitting on the rooftop thinking, I mean, I was like blushing because I was afraid that like somebody would hear us. And like nobody can fucking see us. Like literally nobody can see us. We are above everybody else. So even if somebody else could hear us, which like we were on a rooftop, they maybe did. Like who's going to find us? Nobody is going to come knocking on the door and be like, oh my gosh, you're talking about inappropriate things. And it's this like, expansion and like every time I work with you I just like shed a little bit of that midwest nice people pleasing thing and just like settle into the woman that I really am and watching somebody else bellow what her pussy wants was like, oh my God, this is what it can be like. Yeah. It, it was that, it was this like, oh, this is what it's like to be in like really deep, 
community with other women. Like this is how powerful women can be. And I didn't know that because I was raised to be such a nice girl instead of a really powerful woman. Mm. Yeah, it's impossible for nice girls to become powerful women. That's part of the design. Um, so two things from the, um, the first is that shouting about what your pussy wants on the rooftop was not a required mandated activity. So don't fear that activity or let that stop you from coming. I it should be. A, I believe that was a Kelsey special. Um, so that's, <laughs> don't be afraid of that. Um, and you touched on something else, which is that I do not advertise sisterhood because that shit has been co-opted and colonized like a motherfucker. And I do not promise sisterhood. But inevitably what people find when they work with me is just that. It's kind of the thing behind the thing. It's really, really beautiful. Um, but it's not the thing I lead with because you have to want to do the work. It isn't about just showing up and having vaginas together. You, you have to want to do the work. Um, so what happened after that Imaginarium workshop was that everyone demanded a second one, um, which I happily complied with. And we called that deeper. And that happened in November, 2022. So you have this experience of walking into the same group of women that were total fucking strangers a year ago. Um, and you're all changed. Uh, my experience of you from what, from year one to year two was, oh, I have to take a step back. You all take up so much more space than you did before. It's one of my favorite sensations that lives in my body. Just being like, oh, they need more room. And we were outside and I still like, they need some space. It was so good to be like, oh, you're not nearly as small as you were a year ago. Um, so talk to me about that, about coming to that same group of women one year later, and I'm especially interested in the interior growth points that you could immediately locate, like, oh, shit, I'm so different than I was just by crossing over that threshold, um, and or the things that no one sees, the changes no one but you knows about that have shaped you. So not the deliverables, not the Tony Robbins points, not the made $11 million in 27 seconds, um, but the like quiet, soft needle shifts that continue to happen. I'm interested in those. This is Kelsey. Um, I, <laughs> this is me speaking specifically my experience and not what anyone's expectation should be but i went into deeper ready to get leveled like <laughs> i was not afraid of anything that could possibly come up in me at me like around me for anyone else or for myself in this space because that that fear of like not being seen or not, not feeling valued was gone. Mm -hmm. um, these women have been just the most, uh, man, I don't want to, I don't want to co-opt words that are like overly cliched, but. No, but please just, use them correctly. Go for it. <laughs> there's just something really sacred about mm -hmm. the investment we've all made in each other. Once we all felt seen, and again, this is me speaking from my experience, but once we all felt seen, we could all hold space for other people. And there's no, there was like a willingness and no resentment. Cause sometimes for me, you know, I could hold space and people please for somebody like um, a partner or an ex-partner and, but resent it because I wasn't being seen and my needs weren't being met. So it was just coming from this, this place of like real de deprivation and depletion. And so walking into this space, yeah, we all had, you know, been investing in each other over the past year. Cause we just couldn't stay apart. We just kept connecting <laughs> um, on weekly calls, even though we, we weren't, we didn't have to, but we, we chose to. And so walking into the space, I was like, I'm ready for whatever wants to happen. I'm so here for it. Um, and everybody else felt, like that too and i think everybody's personal um twists on things came out a little bit more had uh everything from what i remember is um 
<laughs> Mistress Laura wearing um, a unicorn onesie that had like rainbow lining. It was great. And then um, Mistress Carrie, or Carrie was singing um, a song to us outside. There were just these really precious moments where everybody got to really show up and be themselves. Um, and that's what you can do when you don't have to wear that armor and you don't have to put on this good girl persona and you don't have to worry about people pleasing. You get to take up all the space. And we immediately felt safe in each other's presence to do that. So we were in fact able to go deeper. Nicole looks full of things to say. I am. I don't know where to start. Uh, I remember meeting everybody in the street outside. And like, like Kelsey had said, we uh, were seeing each other on Zoom pretty much every week for the year. So like we had an awareness of like what had been going on in each other's lives throughout the year and again Kristen did not assign us this we were just like how do we not see each other of course we're going to do this and I kept wanting to like hold people's faces like you would with a tiny child and saying like you're also three-dimensional and I think what I really meant like it wasn't about the zoom necessarily that like we had been on a flat screen I think what I was trying to say was what Kristen, you had said of like, we all take up so much space. And it was this, like, I have to take a step back because we've all gotten so much energetically bigger. Um, one of the big things for me was uh, when we did Imaginarium, the first one, I had brought up some things that I was like, I think maybe I have ADHD and I've just been like covering it really well for years. And this group really encouraged me to like, okay, go to your doctor and figure out what needs to happen. And um, I got a different diagnosis that was really shocking. And that was uh, chronic PTSD. And I was like, oh, this is a totally different animal. And like, I knew I was anxious, but I thought it was just like, run-of-the-mill anxiety not this like really 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 deep and tender thing so for me a lot of I mean I did like a fuck ton of work between Imaginarium and Deeper and still today of like uh healing that and trying to find some better strategies that work for right like I therapy and like this group has been so helpful when I am helpful like does not begin to cover it when I am the most tender when I am like crumpled on the floor and don't know what to do uh I text this group and they uh like sit with me in the deepest darkest places uh, I mean, when I first got the diagnosis, like I literally sat on my couch for two or three days and like just cried and sobbed. And everyone in this group was like, of course, that's how you're feeling. And of course, it's really hard to hear that. And uh, there were some really big moments in this year when I got uh, like really, really deeply triggered in a way that was like, I need to go run five miles away from where I am, but that's not physically possible. So how do I stay where I am? And this group was like my 911 call of, bringing me back to myself, but not in a way that was dismissive. And uh, what I remember about Deeper was that we did a group um, breath work. And I went to places that um, I hadn't been able to go to before and finding some really, really, really deep healing of like inner child wound things and 
that wasn't necessarily what I expected going into deeper, but it was because we'd had such a deep uh, bond already that I was able to do that. Like what Kelsey said of, um, I wouldn't be able to walk into any breathwork room and do that. It takes this group of this uh, intimacy and care to be able to go that deep. Beautiful, thank you. Are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. So as Nicole was talking, I just started crying um, because there's so many things that I recognize in what she said. Um, in myself. And I think about, Kristen, what you said at the top of... Uh, the people listening to this and recognizing themselves in us. And so I just want to speak to that because what happened for me at the end of Deeper was that I I also felt some of those like inner child places that were so hurt and I didn't even realize. And I describe it as being down a well. <laughs> and the work that I have done with all of you is throwing the rope down the well so I can get out of there. Mm. And I cannot imagine a more beautiful, loving thing than that. And that's what we do. We just keep, you know, throwing each other a rope, whichever well we're down, whether it's um, one that's, you know, a present circumstance that's causing some sort of um, emotional upset, or whether it's a long-standing thing that has shaped who we have become so far. Um, we keep finding ways to, to lift each other up. in whatever way that looks like. Beautiful. Thank you. This is Christy. And I, I want to share that um, one of the things that struck me most within Deeper is how much support there is simply for being honest with ourselves. And it is not as I have, you know, I have been in group experiences in the past, um, in situations where it was almost a competition, like who could, I don't know, share the most or emote the most or, you know, any of that. And in this, this is not that. This is a absolutely 100% whatever is true is okay and good to share and if that means just you know there were times when some of us took turns like needing quiet time needing to just you know go be small um, to rest while other things were going on and that's that's 100% good too and that is what I love so much is this embracing of whatever is true, that's how to be. And it has helped me so much in being honest with my loved ones because I know much more deeply what is true for me. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. This is Laura. I, I'd like to bring that together, all of it, in the sense of 
nothing was minimized. There was not, whatever, whatever you're going through, um, big or small, if you can even um, provide a description like that, um, was minimized. Just saying like, oh, well, you know, just get over it or not. That never happens. And it definitely didn't happen uh, deeper at all. And that isn't really the way that a lot of people relate to. There's so much suck it up buttercup type of stuff that where, you know, um, you know, just the, the human response is okay. And you, and you, you, there's like a, um, a freedom to play with it and to see, you know, where, you know, other people's, um, support and, and to just not ever be minimized just we're never we never minimize each other or what's happening at all we always give credence and I think maybe that was an unspoken agreement too it's like we give credence to whatever it is that you're happening that's happening um the other part of deeper um that was a little bit different than um imaginarium either was how we talked a lot more about um conditioning and sort of quote-unquote global global questions so to speak um you know so there was the sense of like looking at um conditioning and the ways of being and how we do things as women um that were not just like personal idiosyncrasies but their habits and decision making because that's what we've sort of absorbed and been told has been um you know, appropriate or good girl. So that has a total ripple effect um, in my daily life and how I show up in relationships, how I show up at work, especially um, in terms of looking at things, not just like, oh, this is part of my personality or this is how, you know, it was, you know, I learned this from my mom or, you know, or just necessarily like me, like my world, but also like, how are, how am I making these decisions within the context of what, how the world expects women to be so that was that was really huge um in terms of looking at it outside of just like you know again personality traits so to speak and the word that comes to mind is well maybe it's two words I guess <laughs> is for me is a quiet courage I'm I'm not necessarily a a loud like grr kind of person you know like I just I don't know when I feel like I want to do something, I just kind of like do it and I don't have to announce it or proclaim it or whatever. I just do it. And, um, and there's the quiet courage. Courage is such a big part of that. So however that shows up for you, like if you're loud or, or quiet or whatnot, but I think courage is, is, is like kind of runs as a theme that runs through there because we take the experiences and then because we have the support network, we also have, then we have the courage for it to actually show up in how we do life. Right. And that's the, that's a really cool part about, um, so if you want to talk about return on fucking investment, um, you know, like you can, you can read books and you can listen to podcasts and there's a lot of value in, and learning and listening, um, you know, perspectives and theories and such. But there is simply, 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 simply nothing like human connection in real fucking life, in togetherness. There's just nothing. It is a hundred thousand percent. It's the difference between a little, you know, listening to a podcast and you're gonna have a, you know, a tiny orgasm or one that lasts for fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> that in, that in real person um experience so that is something that's been hugely like it just stays with you it just stays with you beautiful um yeah one of the things that presents itself to me right now is that there's something about being willing to cross over the threshold of real change and that doing that unsupported is almost impossible because <laughs> you're going to need backup. <laughs> That's just how that works. Um, so what comes with the Imaginarium is a four-week mistress group. And then um, 
which, you know, guidelines are provided, et cetera. And then these women just took it all the way. And so on their own, of their own accord. So I got to um, re-meet them having, with them having spent a year doing this work together and supporting the fuck out of each other. And that's just a fucking bonus that happened. That wasn't, you know, that's like unpaid bonus. So it's, since Laura brought up fucking return on investment, like there it is. Um, these women have each other now. Um, and to me, that's incredibly important. So, um, can I interrupt and say one more thing about mm -hmm. that? Um, sometime during that time when like our official, like what we paid for had wrapped up and then we had still decided to keep meeting week to week, my partner, uh, I don't know, had a question. I was like, oh, I, I thought that was over. You're still doing it. And not like judgy. He was just like curious. And I said, I don't know how to describe what these women mean to me, but he and I talk off and on about having one of those giant parties where I wear like a pretty dress and we say nice things about each other. And I have baggage around like marriage and weddings, if you can't tell, but I was like, the only thing I know how to describe this is that if you and I ever do one of those giant party things, the date that we pick will be dependent on when all five of these people can be present. Like that's a non-negotiable. <laughs> and that's all I'll say. It's that important. I wish you could see Nicole's face as she said that. She's, <laughs> she exploded into sunbeams effectively. <laughs> so a lot of this has been for me about, it would be really uncomfortable to talk about the Imaginarium for an hour without all of you. It's like how it's like how Howard Stern asked Bruce Springsteen to sing tougher than the rest and he said I can't do it right without Patty um it's very much that feeling with all of you and so I want to you all to speak to the women who are listening and we're like fuck yes I need this and then immediately brain comes in with but it's too expensive and what are, and 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 logistics and I can't possibly and I could never and but it won't work for me secretly because I believe that I'm more deeply broken than you and 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 so can you speak to that and we're running out of time so briefly um you're talking directly to someone who's hesitant about coming what would you tell them Can I go? Can I go this yeah. far? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if you would have said no. <laughs> I probably would have just kept going. Um, okay. So I have worked with multiple coaches, which even just that phrase in and of itself sounds like, you know, a bullshit um, testimonial type thing. Um, but my point to that is, uh, if you're, if, if you were hesitant, if I was talking to you one-on-one -on -one and you could see my face, I would look you in the eye and say that you, the experience of working and working is such a dumb word too, but the experience of being in an environment like this with Kristen and with other humans will have, will have a uh, will create an awakening that that you don't even know is there yet um and that it will be subtle and powerful and lovely and an unfurling and you can just totally do it at your own pace and what feels natural to you and i have literally never experienced it before in the other um coaching uh environments that I've had or coaching relationships that I've had uh so that and, and, and like I said I've worked with other coaches and and there's really truly something special about the um the energy that Kristen does bring and I have done I did brave and I did seership and I've done um the voice so I'm like a <laughs> <laughs> repeat customer. 
at one point Kristen said I I'm not gonna let you pay me anymore <laughs> because I just was like no this is super fun I just want to keep going um and that's really what we've done and um and so I would say if there's like a, a hesitancy that's totally natural of course you're going to feel hesitant like why wouldn't why wouldn't you I mean it, it is it is a thing so um but is that's not the most important thing so I think trusting that instinct um you know to that Kristen will be there to be a guide and to take care of you and that the people that will come into your life from that experience um are really 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 meant to be there for sure mm-hmm. kind of quickly beautiful um this is carrie and i just want to say that fear is part of life and change is also part of life and fearing change is a natural thing that happens because those things always are coexisting but when you have the support of a group like we have And if you have the support of a person like Kristen who holds that space so beautifully, the fear gets, um, what's the word I want? You can't see me making this gesture. It's like, not that it dissipates, but it, it gets spread out and other people can hold little bits of it for you so that you can just carry the part that you need to until you can you know, take back all of your feelings and and put them together into the messiness that is you and make whatever changes your soul feels you need. And those are scary. I mean, all of us, I mean, we've had several relationship changes. We've had job changes. We've had, you know, we're, we're the major stuff. We've had new friendships. We've had friendships fall away. We've had, you know, people get ill. We've had, you know, the, it, all of those things feel manageable because we are so much bigger and we're so much bigger because we can help each other be that way and and um you know I definitely had hesitation and I don't even know what it was that was like I mean I I had a random check that I found that had been sitting in my house that was like most of the cost of Imaginarium and I was like okay universe is saying like (laughs) forget your excuses you know it's fear is fear and it's going to be there one way or the other um and you Kristen you named it imaginarium and I think that's a very apt name because part of it is imagining your self is bringing your imagined self into existence Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Imaginarium is for deeply supporting your growth. That's that's what it's for. So if you don't want to grow, don't come. <laughs> but if you do, you know where to come. I want to say, this is Christy. I want to say that um, I laughed when I heard you ask the, the question that we've all been sharing about. Because um, to me, at, at a very deep soul level, uh, the, the investment in this in terms of time, money, energy is, is non-negotiable. Like I'm pretty sure my future self went back and told my past self, this is non-negotiable because my <laughs> the changes that have happened in my life over this this last like what year, year and a half or thereabouts have been massive. I mean, massive. Um, and I got through it in, in in intact not just intact but more whole thanks to your coaching your holding space the groups we've had and the mistress groups and and a partnership with all of you amazing people and so my life now is bigger bolder more expansive more hopeful more pleasure filled um, and the shit that is inevitably uh, part of daily, weekly, whatever life, um, I feel so much stronger dealing with it. And so, yeah, for me, non-negotiable. Beautiful. Thank you. 
I'm going to, I'm going to echo that. This is Nicole. Um, I am not a person who typically cares about like profits and return on investments. Like that's not how I'm wired. So I was having a hard time figuring out how to answer this question. Um, and the word that comes to mind is that all of those like logistical things that can get in the way on this side of it, two years later, however long it is, they feel inconsequential. And I don't mean to diminish what anybody is feeling because I am the first person to say that logistics really suck and I have a really hard time figuring them out. But on this side of it, they feel so teeny tiny and minuscule compared to the growth that I have felt, how much more expansive I feel, how much more at home in my body, how supported I feel by these women. They are just like, I don't know, it's almost like they're apples and oranges or one is just like a little speck of dust and the other one is like a boulder. It's like that much of a difference. Yeah. Beautiful. I have strategically, this is Kelsey, strategically decided to go last because everyone has been so <laughs> gentle and um, just kind in how they respond to this question and I just feel really loud I like I'm gonna go get loud about it <laughs> so I'm that person if you've been waiting for this person this, here I am <laughs> um this imaginarium would would fucking sell itself if anybody like really like really knew what it was none of us it would never have to be marketed because it is it is the thing that everyone really deeply needs. This is not like MLMs where people are like, we're all a family here. This is not Dr. Seuss, I need a need. Like gonna force you to need this thing that didn't, you know, actually need to exist. This is this is actually like the 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 bulk of human connection and human sustenance. Um like community. This is what people need. It wouldn't need to be marketed if people knew what it was. And so, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not being paid for my, or compensated for my, <laughs> um, this is not, I'm not an Amazon verified customer, but I am here to say that if you are sick of repeating patterns, if you go, why do I keep choosing people who are unemotionally available to be my partner or, um, why do I feel like nobody in my family cares about me and I pour everything out into them? Or um, why am I so fucking tired all the time? Or why do I feel so stuck in my job? I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It feels like there's something more. No one's going to break you out of that for you. It has to be you deciding to do it, which is both the most amazing and freakiest part of it is that, oh, I'm responsible for changing this pattern if I want to. The Imaginarium broke so many of these patterns that I had been stuck in that I couldn't even see some of them. You know, I was stuck in a a marriage that was ending and it did end uh, after the Imaginarium. Um, I was stuck in a job that I did not like. I'm not in that job anymore. And it was being able to do that work on myself and having a space to do that and to be held and to be valued um, and to be validated by these women and for me to be able to do that for them um, once I had been poured into I had just so much more to give out but I could not have done any of that without breaking patterns the imaginarium did that and so if anybody's tentative about it it's like well how unstuck do you really want to be or is it scarier to stay where you are or is it scarier to be bigger than you ever imagined to actually have what you want because you will learn the tools to be able to do that by having this community. And so I say you should, you should do it. You should find a way to do it because you will never be the same. You will, like, like Christy said, your past self will come back or you will come back to your past self and say, this is not negotiable. Um, so it's just, we're all here to tell you that 
this is invaluable this opportunity um but it's we're 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 always inundated with so much noise that you know you can't miss this you need this because capitalism um so i don't really know how to make this one different other than to say that you will realize that you don't need any of those things if you actually have this so <laughs> this is where i think is the is the best place to begin and uh I mean, I think we would all hold space for you if you had any additional questions. You know, you could certainly ask me. Um, I won't speak for everybody else, but I see nodding and smiling. So I'll um, I'll just wrap by saying that if you have any additional questions and KK is uh, for some reason not, not the person you want to ask, ask <laughs> any of us. <laughs> We'd be very happy to share more. Um, well, I don't know if they can afford my $300,000 platinum level access. So. Right. I might not be available, but <laughs> okay. Um, you all are remarkable. Thank you. You will be receiving your checks in the mail. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, oh, no, I'm right? <laughs> God damn it. Um, I want to frame a couple of things that you all said that felt really good because the one of the most difficult things about my work is that people consistently tell me that there are no words for it and you all found words for it for an hour so thank you for that um I think it was Nicole that said fuck it we're gonna take the plunge that is exactly it there will be plunging the like in and not in a way where I force you no one is forced but there is plunging um I think it was Kelsey that said I've never felt so seen that is just inevitable if you work with me. It is very darling when people work with me and they're like, I'm surprised that I had feelings. Like you will have feelings because that is part of your humanity that never gets seen. And so feeling seen is just part of that. You'll have feelings and it'll be okay. Um, I think it was Christy that described feeling like a lone wolf and feeling like being amazing and holding space but not having space held. So that sense of putting your shit on the table and being seen. And everybody's like, yeah, that's your shit. Okay, here's my shit. Okay, here's my shit. Okay, it's just not a big deal. We all shit. And describing the melt of like, oh, I'm really safe here. Like for real, for real. And not in some sort of like, this is a safe space because I am saying this is a safe space. And so it just magically happens. That doesn't fucking happen. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And I've been making those spaces for decades. Uh, I think it was Kelsey that talked about letting the armor drop and taking up all the space. That felt really good. A couple of you, um, Carrie and Nicole, I think, talked about having restored access to previously inaccessible places, which just feels exactly right. And other people have described me like, you're the mom that I wish that I had. Like if my little, like if I could send my four-year-old self back to like be mommed by you. And I'm like, yeah, that's it exactly. Like at some level, there's a deep reparenting that has nothing to do with my being a mom or being a parent over you, but that it is able to see this like tiny version of you that's wounded and hold it with such love that doesn't have to be wounded anymore. Um, Carrie, you're keep throwing each other ropes no matter which well we're down. That was me putting my hand on my heart. It's so good. Exactly, 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 exactly it. Um, I don't remember who said it, but I think it was Laura who said that there's no suck it up buttercup, which is like, frankly, I ended a 15 year friendship over, I was talking about my depression and I got a suck it up buttercup in return. And I was like, we're done here. So um, the fact that you've called that out as there is no suck it up buttercup is because I've been wounded by that complete and total dismissal of my experience with just four words that are really damaging four words. Um, I think Kelsey landed the plane beautifully with talking about exiting your patterns, but also that the thing everyone really needs is human sustenance. And that's what everyone promises, but it's actually a lot of work and effort to cultivate. So it's easier to sell platinum level access programs than it is to actually do the work of creating human sustenance. And um, I think you've done that all really, really, really beautifully and well together. 
So if all of this sounds appealing, you are going to head to kristenkelp.com slash imaginarium. You can book a call to talk with me about coming. You can pick up your seat. You can make a deposit. Uh, the next one is May 17th to the 19th in Dublin, Ireland. And if you're like, Jesus, are you serious? How about not that one, but I desperately want to come. Uh, there will also be a little box for like, let me know about future events. And also, I do not have any future events planned. I don't think any are going to happen this year. So that's not a scarcity thing. That's just a like factual, if this appeals, get your ass to Dublin somehow. <laughs> um, thank you so, so much for listening. Again, it's kristenkelp.com slash imaginarium and uh, kaya kristenkelp.com with any questions or just book a call. I'm, I'm not going to bite and I'm not going to sell you anything uh, other than exactly what you say you want and need. Thank you so, so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.